Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own. Guys, I was a very eager child. especially when it came to winning people over for the gospel. So during my Awana days, um, for those of you who grew up in the church, you're probably laughing right now, thinking about your own Awana days. But for those of you who didn't maybe grow up in the church, Awanas was kind of like the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts, but in the church. So instead of survival skills, we learned Bible verses and played dodgeball. And then instead of badges, we would win tokens to go to like the church store and buy... I don't know, all kinds of knickknacks. It was my goal every week to pack out my mom's like 15 passenger white Ford van with all of the neighborhood kids. I wanted everybody to meet Jesus and memorize as many Bible verses as possible. (laughs) And I had a neighbor in particular, Sam, who I wanted so badly to come and meet Jesus. Like, it's just so easy. Just say this word and he will be in your heart and your life will change and it'll be so good. Years passed and I brought her to summer camp with me. I loved summer camp camp and there was a night kind of at the end when um at chapel you know the speaker kind of does this invitation to kids who have not yet given their life to Christ to go ahead and do so and and later we were all in a huddle with our cabin and we were praying and I kind of peeked my eyes open and saw tears streaming down her face and falling to the floor and I started crying because I thought oh my gosh she's finally done it she's a Christian she knows Jesus and later I came up to her and I was like hey do you did you you know did you pray and and do you know him now and she was like no what are you talking about and I was like well you were crying she's like I wasn't crying And then I don't know what to say and felt super awkward. And, you know, we continue to be friends and the years went on. But, you know, to this day that I know, she's never decided to, you know, give her life to the Lord. And for the longest time, it baffled me because I tried so hard to win her to the gospel. And I thought, it is so easy. Just like, this is, this is all you got to do. You just got to say the words and it happens and he takes care of the rest. And I've realized as an adult, I totally get why people don't want to follow God. And I think that the reason is, it is hard. (laughs) It's hard, guys. As a kid, I had this notion that, you know, you follow the Lord and your life just becomes joyous and better. You're happy. You have this purpose. There's no more depression or anxiety. And then we grow up and we realize, oh, wait, that's not true. Those things are still real and they're still there. What the heck, Jesus? And that's what the scripture is talking about today. When the scribe comes to him and says, teacher, I will follow you. Jesus almost rebuffs him by basically saying, I have no home. If you follow me, you'll be like me. You know, the foxes have their holds, their birds have their nest, but I I have no home. You really want to follow me? 
count that cost. What does that mean? You know, so is, is he telling us, you know, to follow him means that we have to leave our house, our home? Um, maybe. <laughs> Probably not, though. I think what he means when he says that is that there's so many things that can be classified as our home, our safety, our safe place. And I think that it can be a physical home. I think it can be our families. I think it can be our communities. I think it can be knowledge that we have that can bring us comfort and a sense of home. There's, there's so many things. And Jesus is saying, you follow me and you're going to have to give up those things. Maybe not all of them. And, and it totally depends, but The way of the Lord is costly and there are things you will have to give up. Safety, comfortability, (laughs) who knows? I don't know if many of you guys know, but I grew up in Portland, Oregon my whole life and I loved it there. I am totally an outdoor girl. I love hiking, camping, getting dirty. It's my thing. (laughs) And I also grew up with a father who used to be a pastor and though he left being a pastor before I was born, I, I remember hearing stories all the time of just the ugly side of church, you know, church politics and church hierarchies and deceit and all of these things. And so, you know, there are very few things I think that I asked from the Lord from an early age, but the two that I remember the most were, Lord, may I never have to leave Portland. I love Portland. And may I never marry a pastor. I'm going to leave a silent pause for the laughter that's happening because the joke's on me. I live in New York City and I'm married to a church planter. (laughs) Why in the world would I do that? This is where following the Lord took me. In my case, he did call me out of my home. Following his call on my life meant leaving Portland, my home, my community, and packing up my house and all of my belongings and moving across the country to a city where I knew no one. I had nothing. I mean, other than this, you know, new pastor husband. Great. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love my husband very much. But when we follow him, like truly follow him in a way that says, Lord, whatever boat you get in, I'm into. No matter where it's going, I'm there. There is a great cost, you guys. I would have never imagined five years ago that this is where I would be. I miss my family so much. I miss the trees. (laughs) I miss hiking and camping. I miss my car. Oh my gosh, I miss my car so much. But you guys, I have experienced such life in following Jesus and a greater joy and understanding of who I am and who my identity is in him. An identity that I really couldn't see or understand while I was at home or while I was in those communities because my safety was in those communities. Before I fell on the Lord um, with myself, I fell on my friends or I fell on my family. And family and friends are good, don't get me wrong, but my home was in the wrong place. My home and my grounding wasn't in God, it was in things. The next part of this scripture says that another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Now, when I first read this, I thought, wow, it seems kind of insensitive and harsh, right? But it's important to understand that he's talking to a Jewish listener. So yes, even to a Jewish listener, Burying your parents is extremely important to their culture. So what Jesus is saying is super radical because 
Jesus was a Jew, right? He, he was a rabbi, a teacher. So for them to hear like this, this teacher is telling us that it's, we shouldn't bury our parents, but come follow him. He's, he's being radical right now. He's getting their attention. But the other part of this is that he's not necessarily speaking to an actual man that needs to go and literally bury his father right now. His father not, might not even be dead. What he's saying is, you know, my father's old. He might die soon. So let me just go be with him and wait and then, you know, spend time with him. And then once he passes and I can properly bury him, then I'll come and follow you, Jesus. Basically, what he's saying is there is... A million things that we can make excuses about that we can say, well, let me just get through this season of life. Let me just take care of this. Let me get these ducks in a row. Then I'll come and follow you, Jesus. Then I will give you my all. I think it's important to realize that we're never going to have it together. We're never going to have all of our ducks in a row, the papers filed, Our life is never going to look clean enough to be ready to take up and follow Jesus. And he's calling us to do it now. Not when we think we're going to be ready. Because guys, we're never going to be there. But there's great cost in doing that. We may need to leave some things that are dead. Following Jesus is radical. It's not a passive act. It's a radical act. And that's what he's getting at here. Understand the cost. As an adult, I, like I said, I want people to know who the Lord of this world is, that he loves them, that he cares for them. But I also want them to know that walking with him, it's not rainbows. It doesn't erase all of your problems. Those things will still be there. There is a great cost in following him. However, there is a hope and a joy that defeats death. That is life itself, and it is life everlasting, which is much better than anything I've ever found in this world. And that's why I left my belongings at the shore, and I followed him. (laughs) And I follow him daily. Um, I think that's the other, the important part for me, is that this isn't a one-time jump in the boat. There are times that we jump out of that boat and we start swimming back to shore. It is a daily decision to say, Lord, I wake up and I walk with you today. And the next day, Lord, I wake up and I choose you. I walk with you. But it doesn't come without cost, friends. (laughs) Lord, I understand why people are afraid to follow you. Or they look at it and say, nah, the cost is too high. It is a high cost. You know that better than anyone as you were hung up on a cross. But I understand what's inside that boat when we step in and we set sail across the water. I know what's on the other side, Lord. I've seen glimpses of it and I am... So excited for the day that I get to experience in all of its glory the other side. But the boat with you, that's a good place too. I can't imagine being anywhere else, Lord. And I ask that you would forgive us on days that we want to jump out and swim back to shore. Because that boat can get rocky and it can get scary, Lord. But there is no place that I'd rather be. Because life is there. 
We thank you for getting in the boat first, Lord, so that we can join you. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.